Denver Sports and 104.3 The Fan proudly present Be a Mentor, Be a Fan. Learn more about getting involved at denversports.com slash mentor. Happy Saturday morning. Be a Mentor, Be a Fan is our campaign at Denver Sports 104.3 The Fan is where advocating for people to get involved with mentorship and really make a difference in young people's lives here in the Denver community. I'm Rod Sharon, and I'm pleased to be joined as we're joined every Saturday morning by different personalities who have wonderful stories to tell us about of how different mentors helped get them to where they are today. And joining me today, a host of The Drive, Super Bowl 50 champion, it's Derek Wolf. Good morning, Derek. Yeah, thanks for having me, Raj. Well, thanks for being here, Derek, because you've got a, a really unique story and one that's really well documented that uh, it, it was a struggle for you uh, growing up to achieve the success that you eventually did in the National Football League and now moving on to the next stage of your career in broadcasting. Um, I know your home life, and you've talked about this, wasn't necessarily the most stable growing up, but through the mentors that you have that helped get you there and get you eventually to playing in college and then the NFL, this has to be a topic that's particularly impactful to you because of your background. Yeah, yeah. So my my teammates were always my like my brothers, right? My coach was always like a father figure. And I played for a lot of different coaches growing up. I went to I went to seven different schools before I left high school, you know, so it was it was a lot of coaches. And those coaches always kind of kind of took me in. They brought me in, they treated me like a son, you know, they pushed me and and gave me the guidance that I needed and that's where I learned most of my life skills from coaches. Um and it just continued through um through life all the way up through the NFL. It just kept getting better, you know, for example, there was a time when I was 11 years old. It was really rough at home, and my mom and stepdad weren't going to let me play football. They were like, no, you're not playing. And my coach, I had a coach because I, I had a really good season the year before that. At running, I was a running back and a middle linebacker, so, like, they need you. And he came and, like, picked me up and got me to practice every day. You know, he made sure I, I, I could get there every day. He got me a pair of cleats. You know, so that just stuff like that. I can't even remember his name right now, but I just like he never reached out to me and like asked for anything. He just like, you know, he, he knew that I needed the help and he, he he did that for me. So I really appreciated that. Well, that's a really good example of the kind of impact you can have by being a mentor. And that's why we're encouraging everyone to go to denversports.com slash mentor. Find out how you can become a mentor. We're proud to be partnered with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Colorado. They've got a huge need for mentors, specifically men, which makes up such a, a, a big portion of the sports audience that you're obviously listening to here on the fan. As a sports fan, a, a lot of you are men and can get involved in that way. But that's not the only way you could be a coach. Like these examples you're hearing from Derek that – the coaches at a very young age for him were as or more impactful than his actual legal guardians can happen mm -hmm. in some circumstances. So, Derek, you discover football. You know, like you said, you're in your, your early teens. You're 11. You're 12. You're 13. You're starting to play football. You're, you're well, I started better. playing when I was seven. You started playing when you were seven. So, so you had coaching right away. Yeah, right away. Yeah, I started right away. And that was the thing where I wasn't getting that, like, that admiration at home. I wasn't getting the, hey, good job. You're doing good. But I was getting it on the field. So that was like, that was everything to me. That so pat on I, the back. Yeah, that pat on the back. That's what I was, that's all I was craving, right? That love and that, uh, and that, that drive. They would drive you, push you, you know, come on, you could do it. You got this, like, you know, positive motivation instead of that negative, you know, stuff that I was getting at home. 
So you started playing at a pretty young age. You're, you're obviously getting better at it. Tell me about once you get to high school. I, I'm assuming this is probably when your body's going through big changes. You're 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 yeah. filling out like you are. You know, <laughs> maybe not to the extent you are now, but you're starting to fill out as a as a full grown you know real beast of a player. Uh, how did coaches or maybe there was teachers something like that at your school level counselors whoever it might be kind of help? Yeah, it was influence. You? It was my my head coach, Coach Wright. Um, great man. He just he just did everything that he could to make sure that I stayed on the right the right path. He and I was a I was a wild kid. I did I had no rules, so I did whatever I wanted when I wanted. And he just like drove it into me like you he said one day these guys are going to be coming and asking you for a loan. He told me that one time. And that stuck with me. Um, when I was a sophomore, he started sending my tape out to colleges. And he started entering me into these camps which he didn't have to do that. Most people's parents do that for him. And he just did that out of the kindness of his heart just because he knew how good I was. He really wanted me to go to Michigan because he was a Michigan fan. But um, I ended up going to Cincinnati, and I committed as a junior. And, you know, I have him to thank for a lot of that. You know, he pushed me in the right direction. It sounds like he helped change your life, really. He did. He really did. Wow, that's the kind of impact, again, you can have as a mentor, denversports.com slash mentor. So you wrap up high school and you get to Cincinnati. Uh, what kind of mentors did you have when you got there? Because obviously you're coming from this home life where you've said you didn't have a lot of structure. Now you're like on a college campus. Uh, you have coaches, you have uh, professors, administrators, uh, fellow students. Uh, what was that experience like? Yeah. And you know, did someone kind of help you out through that process? Yeah, so my first two seasons were... <laughs> I always latched on to strength coaches. Um, so my strength coach, Paul Long, Paul Longo, was was like a mentor for me and kind of pushed me and helped me get stronger. And he was like, you could do this, you could do that. Like, And I, I've played right away. You know, they got me on the field right away. And then I started as a sophomore. And then Brian Kelly and those guys left. And then this is when the real mentor came. His name was Steve Stripling. He actually played for the Colorado Buffs back in the day. And he was my coach. And he told me that the great ones love to practice. And the great ones do this, the great ones do that. And we still stay in contact, but he pushed me and pushed me and pushed me and made me play harder than I ever thought I could play. And it just elevated my game to a whole other level. And instead of being like a third or fourth round draft pick, it got me to like that, you know, second round, that second round ability. And I was able to get drafted. Again, a, a mentor, a coach, a strength coach, not like necessarily your head coach or your position coach, but these mentors seem like they can come in all shapes and fashions. It doesn't necessarily have to be just one size fits all. Yeah, it doesn't have to be just one. It, it, and that's the thing. They always come in different ways, right? And um, even, you know, we'll talk about mentors, you know, just a, a friend of mine, his father, who was, you know, he kind of coached his, uh, his own kids. He's still a mentor to me. And from the time I was 18 years, for 18 years now, pretty much, he's been a mentor to me. Um, because he just saw the, the ability that I had and his kids saw the ability that I had. They were all older than me, but he, he just treated me like a son, you know, and it was and I, that love that he would give me, you know, and that's, that's what it's about. You know, it's just somebody to check in on you. You just want somebody to check in. How you doing? You know, and I get those daily check-ins from him, you know, and he's a, he's a really successful guy, lives down in South Florida, but you know, he'll send me videos. I'm doing jujitsu and stuff and send me some motivational quote. And I like, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of cheesy. But for the most, I, I appreciate the love, you know, and my coaches from, from back then, Steve Stripling, that guy, he still sends me messages. Butch Jones, he used to chase me around with a bullhorn screaming and yelling at me. You're lazy. Come on, get going. You know, um, it, stuff like that, you know, just, just matters. 
I think you hit a really interesting point, and I'm Rod Sharon. We're talking with Derek Wolf. It's Be a Mentor, Be a Fan Saturday mornings where we talk with personalities, get their experiences with mentorship coming up of how they had their successful careers and lives, and we're encouraging everyone to head to denversports.com slash mentor and find out how you can get involved as a mentor. I think a key point you hit there, Derek, it doesn't take a lot. You know, we're not talking about uh, massive time commitments and th- just, just something small, the, the, the pat on the back, the, the text message, the checking in on someone. I mean, there are people right here in Denver. There are kids. It may not even be sports. Like maybe they just need someone to go to see a movie with or, or go to a lunch or something like that. And it can really go a long way. Oh, it goes a long Just send a message, just a message to somebody, you know, go to lunch with them and stay in contact with them. That means the world to people. It, it, it meant the world to me. So I know that that can really impact somebody. Uh, you know, then, then we, I get to the NFL and I had an even better mentor after, you know, I went three years without really having one um, in the league. But then uh, Bill Kolar came along. Oh, and we're going to get into him because I know you've got some great stories yeah. with Bill Kolar. Before you get to the league, so you're at Cincinnati. At what point did you realize, like, I'm an NFL player? I'm not just a college player. I'm an NFL player. And did someone sort of help you with that of like, hey, Derek, you, you can play on Sundays and I'm going to help you. This is what you got to do. Yeah, well, it was my sophomore year. You know, my freshman year, I kind of had a feeling. I was like, I think I could play in the NFL. Because I saw guys going to the league that I was better than. And I was like, okay, I could. My, after my sophomore year, uh, there's a guy named Connor Barwin. You guys probably know who he was. He played for Houston, Philly, played for a couple teams. Great player, great dude. But he uh, he told me, he said, you could play. You could play in the league. Believe me. And I was like, all right. And then, like I said, Butch Jones, he was also that guy. I was going to leave as a junior, and Butch was like, stay one more year. I'm telling you, it'll make, you'll make a couple more million bucks. And he was right. You know, and same with same with Steve Stripling. He was like, "Come on, man, you could do it. You can do it." You know, he just kept pushing me and pushing me. And uh, you know, I was the strongest kid in college football my senior year. My strength coaches like they encouraged me and pushed me uh, to limits that I never thought I could could reach. Honestly, interesting. Uh, we've spoke so much about coaches. You mentioned essentially a peer in Connor, and he was probably a couple years ahead of you. But he, yeah, he was you know, three terms, or four years older than me. Yeah. But in, in there can be kind of a peer mentorship level thing too that I'll definitely want to talk about once you got to the NFL level, Derek. But so so in college, you're getting ready for the NFL draft. You're trying to figure out where you're going to be going. What is that experience like for you? Um, again, kind of knowing that background, you didn't have like the the super stable home life, and now you're getting ready to go in the NFL. You don't know like what round you're going to go or where you're going to play. Yeah, the whole process was difficult because most people have parents to help vet agents and do this and that. I didn't have that. I just had to figure it out on my own. Um, financial advisors and stuff like that. There's so much that comes along with it that you just you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So I really didn't have anybody to help me with that. And um, coaches and uh, different mentors, like the mentor I mentioned down in South Florida, he helped me vet those guys and see if they're you know full of crap or not. You know, and if they're a really you know if they're a real human being, if they weren't just treating me like a, a number. And um, I was able to get with a good agent and a decent agent at least. You know, I ended up firing him later, but you know that's just the way things go. You outgrow people, and um, yeah, it, it was it was difficult. It was really difficult. And if it wasn't for if it wasn't for these mentors and coaches to like kind of help guide me through that. Who knows what would have happened? You're, you probably wouldn't be sitting here with a Super Bowl ring on your finger and having the whole Denver Rocky Mountain region knowing how to do the, the wolf howl yeah. when you made sacks and stuff. You, you Certainly, uh, all those things may not have happened without those people. And that's what we're doing here today. DenverSports.com slash mentor. Trying to encourage people here in the Denver community to get involved with mentorship. Make a difference in someone's lives. Who knows? You might make a difference in the next Derek Wolf's life. 
When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the NFL. I know you talked about Kolar, some of the teammates you had as well. We'll be back with more with Derek Wolf right here on 104.3 The Fan. Denver Sports and 104.3 The Fan proudly present Be a Mentor, Be a Fan. Learn more about getting involved at denversports.com slash mentor. And welcome back to Be a Mentor, Be a Fan this Saturday morning on 104.3 The Fan. I'm Rod Sharon alongside Super Bowl 50 champion Derek Wolf from The Drive here on The Fan. We're talking about mentorship, getting involved as a mentor. DenverSports.com slash mentor is our site where we're uh, advocating people to go to, get involved, find out how you can get involved. We're partnered with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Colorado. They have a huge need looking for mentors. Um, even if that's not the correct avenue, get involved in coaching. Whatever you want to do to help make a difference in the young people's lives. Uh, Derek just sharing a ton of great stories of all the people that helped him along the way to get from his young experiences in life to making it to being drafted in the NFL. So, Derek, you are drafted in the NFL. You go in the high second round to the Denver Broncos. I don't know what you knew about Denver Broncos or Denver, Colorado before you got here. So you get here. Who helps you out right away? Yeah, my first few years in the league, first three, actually, I had a guy named Jay Rogers. And he was a quarterback in college, so he really didn't know anything about defensive line. And he, but he was a great coach because he encouraged me. And he was like learning on the fly just as I was. So we kind of were going through the cutting our teeth together at the same time. So that was impactful for, to me. But my, my rookie year, it wasn't so much coaches as it was peers. Guys like Elvis Dumerville, guys like Peyton Manning. Those two guys were so impactful for me. My, my rookie year, my second year even. Um, I, I went through some tough times my second year. And John Fox was one of those guys that, that, Your head coach. that helped me, you know, he, who was my head coach, who he didn't really have to pay attention to me. You know, I was just a young kid on the team, but he did. He paid attention and made sure I was all right and came back and played all 16 games after I had a bruised spinal cord and was paralyzed and had a seizure and all this other stuff happened. And guys like Peyton, they really helped me through that, those times. DeMarcus Ware came along and that changed my life because that guy was just the epitome of a pro. It's sometimes it's tough when a quarterback to listen to what a quarterback says because we're so different mentalities. But when another defensive player comes along and he really you know pushes you and gives you the really good advice and it's like the way he comes goes about it, you know, it's it is like a mentor, big brother type of thing, you know. Because I always look at Demarcus like he was like a big brother to me, you know. He I know Vaughn Miller would probably say the same thing that he was like a big brother, uh, one of the best teammates I've ever had, and and just incredible human. That peer mentorship really it's so important as you're talking about these teammates you played with, with Elvis Dumerville, DeMarcus Ware, uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, these weren't your coaches. They weren't your quote-unquote bosses. They were technically other guys in the locker room with a uniform just like you, but they were able to help show you the way. Yeah, they, they, and that's the thing. When I was a rookie, somebody told me, find the guys that are doing it the right way and latch on to them. So that's what I did. I just would latch on to them. I just, you know, would become friends with them and they would become like a big brother, you know, and <clears throat> sit at breakfast with Peyton Manning and just pick his brain and listen to what he says and just kind of digest it all. It's like he would give you so many nuggets that it was like almost too many nuggets. I don't know what to do with them all. But then later in life, I'm like, I pull those out of the, out of my memory bank. I'm like, oh, I remember Peyton said this, like, this is a good time to use that, you know? And that's where you can, you can, you can impact a kid's life or even a young adult's life just by feeding them information just by feeding them experiences that you dealt with and feeding them, you know, what you should do in this moment, in that moment, you know, don't sacrifice what you want the most for what you want right now. That always stuck with me. That was a Lauren Landau quote, another strength coach, you know, Luke Richardson, another strength coach who was like a huge, huge impact on me in my first three years in the league 
because he would, you know, sometimes you create a narrative that's not real, right? It's not a real narrative. It's not really what's happening. It's just kind of what your mind has made up because you're used to the worst happening. So Luke was like kind of my, my grounder. He would ground me back to earth, you know, and say, here's what's really happening. You're playing great football. Just keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep working. And that, that impacted me greatly. And then those co- that coaching staff left. And Bill Kolar came in as my defensive line coach. Wade Phillips came in, another great mentor. Gary Kubiak, another father figure type of guy. He was like a he was like the dad you didn't want to disappoint. But Bill, he got the absolute best out of me. He demanded the best out of me. He was like, You might hate me now, but you're gonna love me later. And I loved him from day one because I like being pushed like that. I like to be coached. Because to me that's a t- I'm getting the attention that I've been I'm dying for. I need that attention. You know, just give me some attention, whether it's good or bad. Like, if I did good, tell me I did good. But if I did bad, tell me I did bad. And that's the kind of coach he was. He would praise you when you did good, and he would rip you when you did bad. But it was all out of a place of love because he wanted you to be great. He wants every player to be great. So you can either take it or you don't, you know. But he, he's going to give it to you. And that was, you know, I, I can't say enough good stuff about Bill Kolar. That really impacted. I can see it. I mean, that really changed, impacted. That changed. The, he changed everything for me because I thought I played good. I thought I was playing good. And he made me realize you could play even better. You're even better than you already are. So, like, he got it out of me, you know, and it was just simple things like maybe run to the ball a little bit harder. You know, maybe work this pass rush move. Maybe think about this whenever you're in that moment. And he, he played the game at this at this same position. So he knew what he was talking about and it was just incredible you know to hear the experiences and not just in football but in life the life experiences that he would give you you know the advice on you know what to do with your money and how to invest it and do this and that like we would talk about that stuff you know and it was just he would talk about the whole talk about it with the whole defensive line but I would engage because I was interested in it so we became great friends and he became one of the most impactful people in my entire life you you mentioned how you know you, you thought you were playing pretty well and then he gets there and he helps push you and and helps you get to that next level i don't know if he does that if he doesn't garner that level of connection with you that of respect right right i think he saw that i was like i latched on to it you know he saw that i was i responded well he didn't have to tell me things five six times he'd tell me once or twice and i I got it like i figured it out so he he was i was a coachable player and that's what a coach wants he wants a a coach a coach wants a player or a mentor wants a, men, a, a mentee to just listen. It's simple. Just listen to what I'm telling you and I've, try to apply it. Because I could tell you, you can lead a horse to water all you want. If they don't want to drink it, you can't force them. You know, so I just was like, I was like a sponge. Whatever you told me, whatever he was telling me, I was taking it all in. And I was applying it on the field and he loved it. And we became, we had this great relationship, man. It was just so much fun. It made coming to work every day just even better. You talked briefly about John Fox, who helped you early in your career, and he was just your head coach. And as you said, you know, he didn't really have to because he has a lot of bigger responsibilities than just one younger player on his team. And then you mentioned Gary Kubiak, uh, the, the dad you didn't want to disappoint. I think these might be good examples here of you can make a big impact on everyone in your uh, team, department, whatever it might be as the head person. It doesn't take a lot, does it, to, it, to, to make everyone feel uh, appreciated, wanted, no, whatever it might be. It really doesn't. It just it just takes like, uh, you know, hey, just say what's up to somebody. Just go in there and say, like, walk up to them and say hi and have a, have a quick conversation and move on. Like, that means the world to people that, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. 
at home. You know, that's uh, you know, I had a lot of teach teachers growing up that just kind of wrote me off as a bad kid. You know, he's just a bad kid. They didn't know what was going on at home. I was afraid to tell anybody because if I told somebody and they found out, I was going to get beat up worse. So I I just didn't tell them. So teachers just assumed I was a bad kid. But my coaches, they saw the aggression and the and then all that stuff, and they figured out they found a way to harness that and channel it into something positive. I want to talk a little bit about after Super Bowl 50. So you guys win the Super Bowl. You have this like iconic defense that you're a part of forever with Vaughn Miller and Demarcus Ware and Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris and all these like great players on your defense. Wade Phillips is the coach, as you mentioned Wade earlier. But one by one, like most championship teams, it kind of starts to break apart. Other guys leave, they retire, whatever it might be. When do you start to become the mentor to some of these younger players that are coming in to sort of take this whole adventure full circle? The, the kid who had the rough upbringing got a ton of help from people that really cared about you to get you to where you wanted to go. And now you're an established veteran player. You've won a Super Bowl. You've made some money. You've had some of that stuff happen. Why would you feel the need to help the next generation? Yeah, you know, that's the, th- the funny thing about the league is that, you know, every, every year they're trying to replace you. So they would they would bring guys in, and I just would take it on, upon myself to to help coach them. If I saw them doing something, you know, that they could correct and make them better, I would tell them. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go the opposite way and try to tell them like the you know to do something wrong. So yeah, I did. I took that as like if they ask me questions, I'm gonna respond truthfully and keep it real with them and tell them how they could be the best them they could possibly be. Um, so yeah, it was it's a it's a huge responsibility. It honestly is because these guys are so impressionable coming in the league. They don't know what's what. They don't know anything. So having guys, you know, Draymond Jones was a guy that I'm so proud of because he was like such a so green coming in, you know. But he had like that drive, and I could see it. So I just was like, hey man, to just go, just go, just go. Be yourself. And just that little bit of you telling him might have really helped change his career. Yeah, he even told me that whenever I when I when I left when I went to another team. He was like, "Hey, man, I really appreciate you treating me the way you did. You didn't, you know, you weren't, you weren't a, a jerk. You know, you treated me like a, a peer, not like you know somebody beneath you. Uh, because I didn't want to be treated that way when I was a rookie. I wanted them to treat, you know, accept me for as a player and as an actual teammate. And and they did because I, I earned that. And I thought that Dre had earned that too. So I did. I treated him with respect and and look at him now. So Derek, as we we sort of wrap up here, at least the football side of your journey, you're now starting a new cycle." So, you know, you started playing football, you know, you made, you reached the mountaintop and then you, you wind up eventually retiring from football. And now you're in the world of broadcasting, along with a million other ventures that we've yeah. talked about, of how busy you are between hunting and all your other uh, business ventures. But obviously a big part of that is you are now a broadcast professional. What sort of mentorship have you now experienced as you're restarting the cycle and starting something new? Well, it's it's funny because I didn't. There wasn't anybody I really looked up to in this because it wasn't something I ever really saw myself doing. And then you reached out to me, and we had that meeting, and um, you've coached me and pushed me and helped me get better every day. So you have been like a mentor to me in this. I'm your Bill Kolar. Yeah, you are. You're like my Bill (laughs) Kolar of the radio. It's pretty cool, man. Because it it it, because you. I don't know if you noticed, but when I I take coaching well, like somebody coaches me, I don't like. I don't get offended. Mm-mm. I want to be coached. I want to be the best I can be. So coach me, coach, you know, mm-hmm. um, same with Richie. Richie's been, you know, he's, I know he's younger than me, but he's, you know, he's still, he's, 
he's like, Hey man, you could do this. And that would have, that would work. So I'd try to apply it, you know, whatever, whatever I can apply, I can apply. Even DMAC has been, has been great. Um, I just, you know, feed, Hey, Hey, maybe try this, try that, you know, Hey, I'm going to feed you this. Like it's been great, you know, because I, I don't know. I try to treat everybody the same. I try not to big time people. I treat like, I call everybody, you know, the same, the same names I call my, my best friends. Like to me, it's a term of endearment. You know, it's a <laughs> locker room type of thing. You know, we could bust each other's butts, you know, yeah. just to give each other a hard time and, and it makes it fun. So I don't know. You've probably noticed I treat everybody about the same. You do. Uh, I remember when we first met, you said, uh, you can call anybody I played with and they will tell you the first thing they'll say is I was a great teammate. And to kind of wrap this up, I am betting that those are qualities that were laid in the foundation by all those mentors you had coming yep, up. Absolutely. You never wanted, you never wanted to be a bad teammate. That to me, that was like, I never wanted to be known as like, oh, he's not a great teammate. You know, he's not for the team. So that completely makes sense. Denversports.com slash mentor. That's our website for be a mentor, be a fan, really encouraging everybody to get involved. Great stories to come every Saturday morning, including this one. Uh, we were just able to listen to it. Derek so touching to um, have a really happy ending to a story that quite frankly may not have had a happy ending without some of those people. Thank you, Derek. Yep. Thanks for having me, man. Be a mentor, be a fan.